What's going on? My favorite day of the week is Wednesday, which is weird because there's not even golf on Wednesday, but I still love it. It's my favorite day of the week. I treat it like a holiday every day around my site. And let me just tell you, it's because I love the process, all right? Everybody in this industry has their own kink. Some people, you know, have their picks and plays, and some people, you know, get off the grass. I get off on the process. We all have our kinks. No kink shaming around here. The big guy loves the process, and that's what Wednesday's all about to me. I enjoy an entire day of building my process, and that's what this station's about. What's up, new guy? My name's James, better known as The Degenerate 75. I'm a DFS content creator who is here to help you get a little bit better at DFS. I'm going to tell you the dirty little secret that so many of these slap dicks won't, and that's the DFS be real, real hard. BGA DFS, even harder than that. And the only way you're going to beat this game in the long run is learn how to play it, build your own process, and eventually become your own player who can grind this, and eventually you'll hit a big one. If you think you're going to do it with other people's picks and plays, well, let me just go ahead and save you about an hour and five minutes of time. You're not going to find that here, pal, so go watch the other shows. But if you do find you like the cut of my jib, I encourage you to hit that like. I encourage you to subscribe. And if you really like the cut of my jib, you check out that schedule right there. I do this show every Wednesday night, 7 o'clock. That's, of course, in the Lord's time zone. And then I do my first look show every Monday with Tambo. And, of course, I did found the Showdown Hoedown because it's like this industry didn't even know that Showdown existed until I came along, and I break down every round three and round four showdown Friday and Saturday night. I do it live. I give away tickets. The big guy's not a poor. You need to know it up front. That's enough intro. Let's get going. New guy, you're like, why the hell is YouTube throwing this loud, obnoxious guy on my feet? I'm telling you why. It's a sign from the Lord, all right? I, nine years ago, didn't know anything about golf. You know nothing about golf. You're like, I don't know what PJDFS. I play NBA and NFL. Okay, I get it. I didn't know anything about golf either, but now I do. And now it's my life. And I want to get people like you. I don't want to just recycle all the slap dicks that just bounce around from tout site to tout site, realizing that everybody's pick sucks. I want the new guys. I want you guys that are just figuring out what PGADFS to get in, get it, what it is to get in here. I can form sentences eventually. And you see, I've made all these beginner videos for you guys to break down the most basic stuff, and I got them all for free. They will be in the description of this. Do not be intimidated by it. Get in here. Try it out, new guy. That is what makes me different than the rest, other than the fact that I know what the fuck I'm doing. That too. Oh, wait. I've already dropped a couple F-bombs. You do need to know. Every time we hit the like, my dude Nick D, who won a bang load of money this week, is sponsoring two $100 giveaways tonight. So this week, it's we're not putting in the main contest. We're playing in the $100 single entry this week, okay? So make sure that you are hitting the like. Make sure you're leaving up to two questions in the chat. And for all of you that liked and retweeted over on Twitter, I'm going to be drawing one specifically for you guys because I appreciate all of you, okay? And lastly, you need to know about this F-counter. The big guy is trying to cuss less. I'm already too deep, and we're not even five minutes in. Not great. Not a great start, okay? But, but every time I hit it, I'm going to add three more dollars to the F-counter. And at the end, one of you will play me for all the money in that tip counter. Last week's winner, Mr. Mr. Slaz, beats me. Teddy, what do you think? Pay that man his money. I think so, Teddy. That's two weeks in a row we've lost. Mr. Slaz, I'll PayPal you the money. We can build a ticket together. Whatever you want to do, congratulations on the win. The real lesson here is I need to quit cussing because I'm no longer running like 80% in these head-to-heads, and this shit's starting to add up, man. All right? All right, new guy, very simple question to get the show going. Have you made your lineups yet? You have. I know you have. I know you have. All new guys have made their lineups. I don't even know why I asked the question outside of it just being a tradition of the show, okay? You've made your lineups, and you shouldn't do that, okay? The reason you don't make your lineups is you don't have all the relevant pertinent information you need to make informed decisions that you are going to get from this stream. You can get your juices flowing, but don't make your lineups until you do this because then you get married to your picks and your plays, and they mean so much to you, and that's all nonsense, okay? First place we always start is with contest selection. And let me just go ahead and tell you, look at this. The big $5 drive the green, it's going to fill in probably the next five minutes. So if you're wanting to get in the big $5, which is definitely the better of the two lottery contests, there's the $5 drive the green, and there's also the uh, $20, what the hell do they call it, the pitch and putt, right? If you want to get in the, the much better structured uh, lottery this week, you better go get in now because that's just going to be full in just a minute. Uh, you can see they bumped it up from 175 to 150 Why they don't just bump it up to 200 or 250 it would still easily fill. Here we are. Still, what are we? Almost uh, over 15 hours before lock, it's already filled. They just don't get that people love these well-structured contests. Where is the exact opposite of that? This $20, this, this, it sucks. A third of the money to first, Polly, tell them. Get the fuck out I of here. I hate these contests. You go play in them. We'll look at it in just a minute. But the one contest you should really go get in that they actually added late for me is this one. Oh, it's already full. Look at that. They didn't add this till yesterday afternoon. And look, it's already full. 3400 of 3500 This $10.18 max is the nuts. This is the one that I got DraftKings to create me last year because I wanted there to be a medium-sized contest that medium-sized players could play in and not be out-leveraged by 150 maxers. And this is what we came up with. It's a $30,000 price pool. So how much do we want first to be? 
Good job, new guy. 3,000. We want it to be 10%, right? What do we want second to be? 1,500. Very good. Half of first. Very good. New guy's on fire tonight. And lastly, we want 10th place to be one-tenth of first, which it is. This is a well-structured contest. No wonder why they can put it up a full day and a half late, and it's still already full. Goodness gracious. Listen to me, DraftKings. As always, this is what I will tell you. Play in well-structured contests, but more than just playing in well-structured contests, consider playing in smaller contests, man. You're gonna, if you're going to go toss, like for instance, say you're going to go throw 90 lineups in this, just some random number, okay? That's 450 bucks. You would be so much better. Your money would go so much further if you would just come down here and play in this $150 three max, right? You're max entering it, so you're not giving up leverage to anybody, and this payout structure is so much more sustainable. And you're like, once if my three lineups don't do good, once if your 90 lineups don't do good, okay? And this one, at least when you do well, you have a real chance of winning, and you don't have to hit the absolute nuts, okay? So just remember that. Contest selection is the first place you're blowing your money. Quit having this dream that you're going to hit this right? Because we are tracking this over at my site. Here's the $20 main tournament, right? You're like, all those 150 maxers, man, they're just, they're just all the pros that just win that every week. All right, well, we've got two weeks of data. This is only going to grow. And you can see the ROI of those guys is 20%. Oh, see, they are killing it. No, 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 friend. That's just because the winner has came from those. 87% of people that put in 150 are losing every single week. 87%. Seven out of eight of them are losing. I got the number right there, right? Matter of fact, the guys who put in one, the, the shitter guy who puts one lineup and that actually has a higher percentage than the 150 maxer, right? The $5 tourney, about the exact same thing, right? 80% of them are losing, right? Entering more lineups doesn't necessarily do it. You're playing in a lottery with so much of the money going up high that it is almost impossible to have a winning week outside of finishing in probably the top six or seven spots in a tournament with 30, 40, 50,000 people in it. We're also tracking this for showdown too, right? And I am going to show you the math behind how shitty these tournaments are, not only because of the higher rake, but because the impossibly high threshold to win any money in them, right? So we're going to continue tracking this. Contest selection is a hill I'm willing to die on. If you want to make DFS fun, you want to make it sustainable, you've got to quit playing these lotteries, okay? If you if you got your 20 bucks, you want to blow it every week, go ahead. But then don't be the guy that bitches about always losing. But the one contest you should definitely be in, new guy, is mine. Go get in it right now. This is the Showdown Hoedown Listener League. It's a flat payout structure, a reduced rake, and it helps me grow the community. Go get in it. I do not want to be stressing about this stuff filling tomorrow, shit filling tomorrow. So go get in it, new guy. Big shout out to our winner from last week. Week, WG Grimes, just boat racing everybody. Uh, Act Striker, I know that guy. And help me, I'm poor. I like that little avatar there, Edo. All right, new guy, second question, chance for redemption. What is the most important thing and the first thing that we always check at PGA DFS? Go ahead, new guy. No, no, we're looking for weather. We're looking for weather there, okay? And I want you to know up front that I am filthy, filthy, not a poor, all right? And I can afford the $18.99 a year to give you the most up-to-date weather projections. And then my members at the site, we have our own weather guy. What does he do? He does weather. So here's what I got for you, okay? The weather's going to be sublime. It's going to be sublime. These first three days, I mean, we're, not, we're talking like literally next to no wind, right? You're going to be like, wait, did, did I feel something? Nope. Nope. Didn't feel it. It's not wind. So they're going to have absolute great conditions out there. So you're thinking, all right, so nothing to do with weather. Let's move on. That's kind of a new way of looking at it, right? Even though the weather does look pristine all three days and the guys are all going to be out there on the course, because if you don't know, they're going, they're going to be playing on a three course rotation. So almost everybody's going to be out there in about a two hour window uh, on, on each course, right? And you'll play all three courses the first three days. That's what's unique about this week. This is what they have to do when you have limited sunlight this time of year, right? And so... To just say that, I, that the weather makes no difference, I think you're being a little short-sighted, especially at things like Showdown. If you look at tomorrow, we're going to use H, because it is the best for 24 hours out. The first groups go off around, I think it's 8 to 8.30, right? And you can see it's going to be colder than a witch's titty out there, okay? 49 degrees, right? And then it doesn't really warm up to the 60s, right? We have noticed a scoring decline when the temperatures are below 60 degrees. So that 60-degree warming up threshold is essential for scoring, right? It, it makes better scoring conditions. So if you can have a guy who goes off the latest tomorrow, I think that they are probably going to be playing a course that'll play something like a half to a full shot easier than the guys who went off early, right? So keep that in mind that it's not necessarily about there's going to be a wave edge because it can't really have a wave edge when there's, you know, three different courses and they're all going off in a two-hour period. But that doesn't mean you can't try to identify guys who might be in the most nutted conditions. And I think tomorrow and on Friday, it's going to be awfully chilly in the morning and it doesn't warm up till about 10 or 10.30 when the very last groups are going off. So if you can find guys who have later tee times for both round one and round two, 
I think that would be ideal. And if you want to go look at Saturday, it, notice it gets it gets warmer a lot faster on Saturday. So I'm not as concerned about Saturday. So that's how I'm going to be using the weather. Am I going to fade a guy because he goes off in the first group tomorrow? No. But if I'm like down, if I'm cutting my player pool and I see one guy has a 10:30 or what what would it be out there? Like a 9:30 tee time and the other one has a 7:30, I'm probably going to lean to the guy with the 9:30 because I think he is going to have much better conditions two of those three rounds and that's what I will take, right? So even when you think the weather doesn't matter, the weather matters. And if you're not playing weather or you're listening to somebody that says weather doesn't matter just know those people are dumbasses all right moving on if you want to know last week i told you i like the ampm and there did end up being at over a half a stroke difference right here's what's interesting it ended up being 50 50 exactly the same amount of players from both ways made the cut now Interestingly enough, if the cut would have been minus three and they didn't luck sack to minus two, it would have been a big edge to the good wave people, right? But when that a lot of those guys that were in the quote-unquote bad wave, they ended up squeezing in at minus two, so it ended up making it 50-50. So even though there was a weather edge last week, we really didn't get to recognize that equity as 50% of the field came from the good wave that made the cut and 50% came from the bad wave. And if you think, see, that just proves nothing happens. Okay, well then don't do it, Bob, all right? Uh, moving on. If you want to know a little bit about pivots, well, we track pivots here, right? And last week was a ruru good week for the pivots, okay? We had Poston, Svensson, and Putnam, and what we do is we compare them to four people right above them in the pricing and four people right below them. So we have a pricing range to see how the pivots are really performing against them. And as you can see, Poston, Svensson, and Putnam all severely outperformed all of their pivots. So the idea that, like, you know, oh, never play chalk, I think you're being short-sighted, right? The key is, and will always be to PGA DFS, is fading the right chalk and playing the right chalk. And when you play that chalk, get leveraged on it. If somebody's going to be 20% owned and you want to play them, that's fine. Just get them in 40% of your lineups, right? Just double up the field and you will recognize that leverage. So then if you do have JT Post and he goes nuke, yes, you're sharing those points with a large proportion of the field, but you are getting more of those points to your lineups than the rest of the field is getting to their lineups. This is how you can play chalk and still be successful. It's not about who you play. It's about how you play them. Hashtag Tambo. So, that was a big week for the pivots last week, but even with the big, or excuse me, big week for the chalk, but even with the big week where the chalk highly outperformed the pivots, it's still right at 51, 50, uh, what is it, 52 to 48 so far this year, or wait, that's for those. So overall, it's 50%. We're right back to 50. The pivots got off to a hot start, but the chalk had a big week last week and bounced back, and now the total number is back up to 50-50. So if this guy's 5% and this guy's 20%, and I'm basically going to tell you, in the long run, they are 50-50 propositions, why would you ever play the guy that is 20% over the guy that's 5%, right? Unless you love the guy that's 20%, unless it's like 2004 Tiger Woods, okay? Let's get over to ownership. If you don't know, the big guy is the sweatiest, sweatiest tryhard you will ever meet when it comes to ownership. By the way, I see 330 people in here. Only half of that is likes. 165 likes. That means like 165 donkeys in here. Uh, let's see. Wait, we need a noise. That's for all you guys not hitting the like button. So the big guy is the sweatiest tryhard you'll ever meet. I tracked it for a whole year, tracking my ownership versus the rest of the industry. Uh, there's basically only two of me and two other people do good ownership. The rest are just hot garbage that are basically copying us. And so here's what I can tell you. Having good ownership is essential because if you are going to plan your exposure and the guys you play off of ownership projections, you best believe they better be accurate, right? If, if Scotty Scheffler is going to come in at 50% tomorrow and you play him at 45% thinking you're getting leverage, well, you're actually negative leverage. This is why you've got to have ownership that you can trust. No one is a bigger try hard at ownership than this guy all right so up first scotty scheffler old scheffner all right scotty scheffner look for all of you that are new to golf let me tell you about scotty scheffner he is literally a tee to green god tee to green is off the tee plus approach plus chipping around the green right it takes everything but putting out and even at putting he seems to kind of like stop being an asshole about putting and he seems to be trending in the right direction scotty is just a guy that will scare the hell out of you don't play him this week he will scare the hell out of you because he just he can literally make a birdie on every hole the guy has got magic beans okay and because of that, he's going to be a Ruru popular, right? I think the fact that Cantlay and Xander are priced so closely to him and he's not on an island all by himself in pricing, I think is really driving it up. Plus, his ownerships are just, his, or excuse me, his projections are just absolutely bonkers this week. We'll talk more about his ownership in a minute, but right now, 26.9% when everybody else is under 20. I'm left with no choice. That man right there, I hate to say it, but uh, Scotty Scheffner, you are, you are, sir, you are. The man's Donkey Chuck, and we don't play Donkey Chuck. Do we play? Do we play Donkey Chuck guy in the back? Oh shit! The Demogorgon's still back there. Look at that. Even Demogorgon said no. Even the Demogorgon knows to not play Chuck. What's that guy in the back? Except when we do. Very good. I, you can tell I fed the guy in the back. He's sharp tonight. 
Yeah. So uh, what you want to know is that like fading Scotty Scheffler is a very sc scary proposition. Once you become a more advanced player, sometimes the two X rule you can just you can just do a bitch edge and you say, well, I think Scotty's going to be thirty percent owned. I'm going to play in thirty percent of my lineup. So when he goes nuke, I'm not completely nuked, right? But if you want to play YOLO, balls to the wall, you're only doing one entry. I think there's a real path to fading Scotty Scheffler, Scheffner, because he is going to be wildly popular this week. Next up, we got old Neckbeard Patrick Cantlay coming in at 21%. I think a lot of that ownership is simply just because so many people are going to start their lineup with one of those top three guys. So that naturally inflates Patrick Cantlay's ownership, right? And I think with that ownership, you got to keep in mind that a lot of that is just happening because where he's priced, not because people are dying to play old Neckbeard Patrick Cantlay. Because he is up there and he is a little higher than Xander, but a little lower than Scotty Scheffner, I feel like there's only one place to give old Patrick Cantlay, and that's eh. that's a little high, right? Anytime you get over 20%, you're getting a little chalky, but you also got to remember that we're comparing chalk to the people around them. And when you look at Patrick Cantlay compared to his peers around him, which is Scheffner and Xander, well, then he's really not that out of line, but he is still a little high, so we're going to give him eh chalk, right? Next up, Eric Cole. You do got to remember they are out in California, and Solar is king out there. So Eric Solar is somebody you better be watching. Uh, Eric Cole's playing great. Eric Cole's a beast. Uh, Eric Cole is a guy I cannot believe these words are going to come out of my mouth. He honestly scares me to fade, but I'll still probably do it because if you don't know, a guy at 20% uh, and, and in the 8,000s when everybody else is like 5%, you know what he's going to be. Eric Cole, I don't care how much sun's out, you motherfucker. You, sir, are. The man is Donkey Chalk, and we don't play Donkey Chalk. And we don't play Donkey Chalk except when the sun's out and his name's Solar. That is the one time we consider it, okay? Moving on from there, JT Poston had the, uh, the you know, was kind of not doing much last week, and then just kind of, uh, what's that term, went fucking nuke on Sunday and ended up back doing a top five. JT Poston is a guy that has killer wedges. JT Poston is a guy who can putt the lights out. JT Poston is a guy who's coming in in good form, and this is going to be a birdie fest where you need all three of those things. How could you possibly not play JT Poston? Well, it's simple. He's going to be damn near 20% owned tomorrow, and there's guys right around him, guys who are objectively better golfers who are going to be half of his ownership. But everybody will be caught up in the JT spider webs, and they will not be able to get out of them. JT Poston, as much as I like you, as much as I think his game fits, his ownership is astronomically higher than better golfers directly around him. I'm left with no choice. JT Poston, you, sir, are... The man is Donkey Chalk, and we don't play Donkey Chalk. Guys, he's what do you want me to do? He's Donkey Chalk. I, hey, I don't make the rules. I just enforce them, all right? Moving on, old Sung JM. Once again, a guy that, like, I, I, I think his ownership's fine, maybe a hair high. I will tell you I have Sung Jae projected a little bit higher than everybody else in the industry just because I know one thing. People love course history, and Sung Jae has a really, really good course history, right? So I think I'm going to kind of bitch edge here. He's certainly not donkey chalk, but he's also not, like, nothing. So I think we're going to go somewhere in the middle. We're just going to say Sung Jae this week a little. Eh. I don't love it. It's a little high, but if you love Sung Jae, I don't think you get off of him at around 18% ownership, right? Coming up next, Xander, the third highest priced guy in this field, coming in noticeably lower than the other guys up in his um, uh, his bracket, right, with Scheffler and Cantlay. And so because of that, I don't even consider guys like Xander Chuck, right? I, I, that's just, to me, he's that 16% for the third highest priced guy that's that good of a player, you just line him up and you play him, right? So I don't call that Chuck, but this this industry doesn't understand the term. They always think that, no, anything over 15% Chuck. No, Chuck has to do with what you are relative to everybody else. And so because of that, I'm simply just going to give, oh, Xander Shoffley, he's just going to be okay. He's okay, Chalk, right? If you want to call that Chalk, then it's okay, Chalk. There's nothing wrong with it. If you want to play Xander, I think you should be pumped to be getting Xander at that number. Moving on, Stevens Jaeger, y'all. He's from Germany, and he is going to be 7,900. And shockingly enough, he is definitively the highest-owned guy in that upper seven range. This is the weirdest week of ownership I've ever seen. That Once you get below Steven Jaeger... Literally nobody has ownership. Like nobody, there's not the, the stupid 7,500, 18% owned guy this week. It's like Steven Yeager is like the last beacon of chalky donkness, right? And so with that, Steven Yeager is probably getting unfairly persecuted here. I'll be the first to admit he is probably being unfairly persecuted. But I have to be a man of remarkable consistency and seeing he is the highest owned guy in the 7Ks, by my projections, by quite a bit, I got to be a man of incredible consistency. I'm sorry, Steven. Yeah, you know I love you, but you, you sir, you are you're donkey chalk. The man's donkey chalk, and we don't play donkey chalk. Donkey chalk. I, look, I don't make the rules, guys. I don't make the rules, okay? We don't play donkey chalk, except when we do. Except when we do, all right? 
Moving on, Minwoo Lee. I think Minwoo Lee uh, is is honestly, I you know what? I'm just gonna tell you, Burns, Minwoo Lee, and Burns. All of these guys are top ten ownership, but that's because ownership is so weird this week. I'm telling you, look, the eighth highest owned guy in my projections is only at 14. percent This is like the flattest week of ownership I can ever remember, and I don't have a great answer why. I think it might be the birdie fest nature of this place. I think it might be the chaotic history of this place. I think that it might be that it doesn't have sticky course history. And then a lot of these guys we haven't seen coming in in great form or with no form, right? And so because of that, I think all of these last guys right here, I don't even consider them chalk. I think you should be very happy if you're getting Minwoo Lee, Tony Finau, or Sam Burns at those ownerships. There's just a lot of guys in that 10 to 14% range. And so with that, I'm going to give all three of these guys just... Okay. They're okay, Chuck. I don't even consider him Chuck. I think you get there and you enjoy it if that's what you want, okay? So that is a breakdown of the 10 highest owned guys. If you want all my ownership, of course, just come over to my website. I do it all. I do a rough draft and I do a final one, right? But... As always, it's Wednesday night, and people are watching this show. I'm sure they're watching other shows, and they're going to be influenced by this ownership. So some of these guys are going to are going to have their ownership move up by tomorrow morning, and some of them are going to fall back. We call these Steam and Moonwalk guys, right? So I'm going to try to predict who I think is going to move up, and I'm going to give you some logic why, right? I can tell you Scotty Scheffler is going to be 26.9%, but I'm going to tell you right now. I think Scotty Old Scheffner is going to come in. Just a sneaking suspicion. I think he's going to come in in the main tournament at or above 30%. I know what I have projected up there, right? But I also have to like play the game of like keeping my percentages accurate and not just going completely off gut. I think that people are going to say, damn, Scotty is definitively the best player in this field. He is priced basically in this exact same range as Cantley and Xander. He's not on some priced out island by himself. And he scares the shit out of everybody. And because of those reasons, I think Scotty Scheffner is a guy that we are going to see get steamed up quite a bit tonight. So when you log in tomorrow morning and you see, you know, 30.8%, just say I told you so, Scotty Scheffner is going to steam up tonight. I can feel it in my loins, boy. I can feel it in my loins. I've already, I already put in my projections, I've already baked Sung Jae up a little bit. Look, what I know, people love Sung Jae. The last time we saw Sung Jae, he played well. And furthermore, Sung Jae has immaculate course history. And if this is going to be a approach and putting contest, Sung Jae's the kind of guy you want to play. Plus, people love that mother father. Sung Jae is a guy that I'm telling you, is go- I see people projecting him at like 12, 13, 14%. He, not a chance he will be that ownership. I'm telling you, Sung Jae is going to not only come in as high as I haven't projected, I think it'll be even higher. Sung Jae is going to get steamed up tonight and lastly Sam Ryder was a dude that I saw have some uh, steam early in the week but seemed to die down I only have him at like like I think right under 5% in my ownership projections but I can just tell you Sam Ryder is a killer at these kind of courses he is a killer on these type of putting surfaces and people love Sam Ryder at a birdie fest and I've heard just enough big names in the industry pumping his tires this week I am pretty sure that Sam Ryder is going to be surprisingly high owned when you click on your lineups tomorrow he is going to get steamed up but of course, if people are being steamed up, that must mean that people are moonwalking backwards. So who are some guys that I think's ownership are going to come in lower than people are anticipating? Well, the first one's easy. It's Patrick Cantley. If I think people are going to be moving off of Scotty or moving to Scotty Scheffner, they've got to be moving off of somebody. And really the only guy up there in that range that could be passing out much ownership is going to be old Patrick uh, Neckbeard, right? And so because of that, I think it isn't because people don't like Cantlay. Well, I mean, nobody likes Cantlay. But I mean, it's not because they don't like him as a play this week. It's because Scotty Scheffner scares the shit out of everybody. So I think we wake up tomorrow. We see Patrick Cantlay actually under 20%. So he is going to moonwalk backwards. From there, all Steven Yeager. I just refuse to believe that people truly think that Steven Yeager should be the highest owned guy in the 7Ks. Now, I will be the first to admit that that, that, that idiocy of this community knows no bounds. So maybe Steven Yeager will be 20% owned, but I have to believe there's enough reasonable people to be out there and be like, wait, why am I playing Steven Yeager again at 15% when there's like better players right next to him at 4%? So because of that, I just truly believe that there's no way he can be the highest owned guy in the 7Ks by a country mile. And I think that people are going to come to their senses that Steven Yeager is going to <laughs> moonwalk backwards tomorrow. And lastly, the one guy that I really have lingering around 10%, it's Adam Shank and it's Alex Smalley in the 7K, so the only guys I even have sniffing 10%, which is super rare for, for these fulfilled events, right? And with that, Adam Shank is a guy that I just cannot believe is projected to be one of the two highest-owned guys in the 7Ks. I love Adam Shank, right? I, I matter of fact, I, I say that just because I don't want him to shank me, right? And here's what I can tell you. There's just no way that he is going to be the second-highest-owned guy in the 7Ks, right? Oh, let me let me rephrase that. He the, uh, From 7,800 down, there's no way he'll be the first or second-highest-owned with Smalley. I refuse to believe that. People don't love Adam Shank. The guy's a par machine, and last time I checked, this is going to be a birdie fest. So, it Adam Shank, I'm pretty sure you're going to see him at much more reasonable ownership than people are projecting. He is going to 
moonwalk backwards. Hey, I keep talking about all these projections and shit I do. You see right there, Degenerate 75? You see all of my projections and ownership loaded in there? This is called the Solver. It's the best optimizer out there. Not only does it make the best versions of your player pool and give you the most optimized lineups of your player pool, it also comes loaded with all of my projections for week-long round one, round two, round three, round four showdown, and all of my ownership, right? And I know you're thinking, I've heard of those uh, optimizer sites. They charge like $200 a month. I know. There's a bunch of price-gouging motherfathers out there, and I can't stand one of them, right? But once if I told you, you can have my projections and the best optimizer out there for $24.99 a month. That's what you can get. Just make sure you use that little showdown hoedown symbol right there, and that will get you everything loaded, okay? That is my sales pitch. Let's move on. Look, if I'm not going to give you my picks and plays this week, by the way, 381 people in here, the number one stream in PGA DFS. Let's go. Thank you guys for being here on your Wednesday night. I will say 225 likes, 381 people. That's actually 19 squared and 15 squared. So that means that we have uh, the difference of those two uh, being jerkies right now, being straight up jerkies. All right. So if I'm not going to give you picks and plays, I better help you with your process. And I have a process tip for you this week, right? The process tip this week is everybody's been so – I've done this one before, but I really this week it really stands out. Don't think that you always have to make your stands up high. So many people are going to say, well, I'm playing Scheffler, so I can't play Cantley, Or I'm playing Scheffler and Cantley, so I can't play M and Xander, right? And they're going to spend so much time doing that. And my point would be this. Why not play all four of them? If you're playing 20 lineups, why not get exposure to Sungjae, to Scheffner, to Xander, and to Cantley, right? And then really, really go make your stance in the 7Ks. And this week, it's better than ever, right? Because you are going to spend all your time thinking about who to play up high, or really, if you could just nail four or five guys in that 7K range, that is the key to success for you, right? If you can go pick five guys in the 7Ks and three of them do really well this week, and you have them in 40 or 50% of your lineups, that's how you truly leverage the field, right? Because you go play Scott. Scotty Scheffner and 50% of your lineups and he's 30% owned. Okay, you have a little bit of leverage, but you're not even 2x, right? Whereas if you go play, I don't know, whoever, uh, Patrick Rogers, whatever, okay, just pick the most loser guy I can think of. Sorry, I have Rory on my mind. Losers on my mind. And you go play him and he's 5% owned and you play him in 40% and he goes, Nuke, you now have eight times the leverage. Go spend your time identifying the guys in the 7Ks and build your player pool around those guys and then get a nice sprinkling of all the guys up top. Trying to pick those guys up top and be wrong is a death sentence because those guys up top, when you get them wrong, they have incredible win equity and you do not want to fade guys with incredible win equity, right? Whereas those guys in the 7Ks, Adam Shank, Alex Smalley, Steven Yeager, yeah, they might do well, but like they have like no win equity. You can survive them doing well. You're never, if you fade Scotty Scheffner and he wins, you have zero chance. I mean zero chance of having a profitable week, okay? So you got to think, who is more likely to fuck me? And I promise you, it is fading those guys up top. So try getting a nibble of everybody up top and really making your stances in the 7Ks. Get different that way. Spend your time in the seven and eight Ks. Find guys you like. Don't just play pivots just to play pivots. Find guys you like and then get leveraged on them. Be convicted in your plays and get on them and have leverage on everybody and then have a sprinkling of all the guys up top and it won't really matter who does well up top. It'll matter if your $7,500 guy, your $7,200 guy do have those high-end performances that you need. All right? That is your process tip of the week. All right, let's get over to this, as you can see, they're playing three courses this week, right? Almost every single stud is going to start at La Quinta tomorrow, right? And then they'll play the Nicholas Tournament, and then they'll play the Stadium Course Saturday. Of course, they want to have all of the best players on the Stadium Course Saturday, so, you know, it'll look good for TV, and then they'll turn around. Everybody who makes the cut will play the Stadium Course Sunday, right? So, no surprise, Xander, Finau, Cantlay, Scheffler, Fowler, Thomas, um, uh, 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 who else? Who's the, who's the other good players down here? Bill Haas, of course. Uh, you know, all of the true studs in this tournament are all on the are all playing La Quinta tomorrow, right? And then they'll play Nicholas Tournament Friday, and then they'll play Stadium Course. The true answer is all three of these courses are super easy. They're super easy. Stadium Course is the one that can get you in the most trouble. It has much more water, and there's much more doubles and triples laying around there, right? But La Quinta and uh, uh, Nicholas Tournament, the, the scoring average is probably going to be minus three or lower on both of them. And the Stadium Course will probably actually have just as many birdies and stuff. But the one thing that will keep its scoring average from being as low is that it will um, it will it, it will give up more bogeys and double bogeys than the other two courses. So as far as the order in which the guys play, I've done this before where I've tried to chase an edge, but with the weather being so beautiful, I don't really give a shit what day they play which course, right? I don't really care. They're going to play all three of them. If, if there was going to be really bad weather one day, I'd say let's get the bad weather guys on the stadium course day so they can survive it or something like that, right? But we don't have that. It's going to be beautiful all three days, so it doesn't really matter the course rotation. But as I would tell you, I would give a slight lean to guys who are going off a little bit later in round one and round two simply just because I think 
think that they are going to be out there. Look, Michael Block goes off late both days. Nutted. Nut- if you play Michael Block, you quit watching my show. 400 people in here, 241 likes. You love to see it. By the way, why every time I look over, is a squared number. All right, let's get over to the model. You're like, what the hell is that model? Well, let me tell you. Okay, there's two, there's two other data sites out there. One the guys quit on, and one is run by a huckster, Another, neither of which I want anything to do with. My dude Ron Kloss runs this one. He's been telling me about it. I'm trying it out this week. So far, I really like it. Got a couple pointers, but he just started it. Uh, Ron does great work. If you don't follow Ron on Twitter, what the hell's your problem, okay? And some things that I looked at in my model this week, I looked at par five uh, scoring. If you are not scoring on these par fives on easy conditions, you're done. I looked at uh, putting splits on Poet Trivialis, whatever the hell that is. Okay, Ron told me all about it. I, I fell asleep halfway through him explaining it, but I think I got enough to understand it. I also looked at who's good at short 70s. Oh, excuse me, short 72s. I looked at who's good at easy 72s. I looked, good, I looked at who's good at Pete Dye courses. I looked at who is uh, good at birdie or better on easy conditions. And most importantly, I just looked at recent approach because I think you are neither going to be sticking it all day long to be giving yourself some uh, good looks, okay? And as you can see, just shocking, absolutely shocking, Scotty Scheffler is number one in my model. How do I make these models so well? I'll never know. How do I get Scotty Scheffler to show up number one in my model? A true god among men. That's what I am when it comes to model making, okay? Going down the model here, we're going to talk about it. As I've already told you, the top four guys all look incredible in the model. Shocking that the four best players would look great in the model, right? Uh, They just have everything you want, and they've all played well here before, and they all have a lot of course history. So uh, this is what I'm telling you. Trying to pick between these four, good luck, Bob. Good luck, all right? But right after them, I'm telling you, it is the weirdest thing. It's like right after Sung Jae, that ownership just falls off the table. Tom Kim, Justin Thomas, Jason Day, Min Woo Lee, Burns, Finau, Fowler. Literally none of those guys are even going to be 15%. And for being the guys who are number 5 through 12 in the, in the pricing, you would expect them to just naturally get some ownership, yet they don't. And some of these guys, specifically Jason Day and, 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 and Richard Flower and Tom Kim, are getting like no ownership. I'm talking like possibly single-digit ownership. So if you were feeling these guys, you should be out the street dancing and naked because you are going to get incredible leverage on these guys, right? Then we hit our first chalk donkey with JT Poston, right? And then right after him, you've got Kirk and you've got a Wyndham Clark, who I think people do want to play. I've heard both these guys getting talked up this week, but they're simply just sandwiched between Poston and Cole, who are the big chalk donkeys in that range, and those guys <laughs> suck up all the ownership from these guys. So with that, I think you're going to get a nice discount on Kirk and a nice di- discount on old Wyndham Live, Clark, Wyndham Clark. And so, from there, we enter another really weird range. No one is playing Shane Lowry, Siwoo, Cam Davis, Adam Hadwin, Akshay Bhatia, uh, Taylor Montgomery. No one's playing these guys. No one's playing Daniel Berger. No one's playing Will Zalatoris. It's just a dead range. If you can find guys you like in that lower 8Ks, this is the way to do it. And here's what I really challenge you to do. Quit thinking about pivoting from this guy to this guy and think about pivoting from this range to this range. If you know that Cole, uh, Cole, Clark, Kirk, and Poston, this little four right here, is going to be a more popular area, then just simply start right here with Lowry and go play these guys in this range. So you're not switching off of a guy, you're switching off of a range. And then you can still play good players and you're playing a range that is much more dead than another range, right? Pivoting doesn't always have to be instead of this guy and playing this guy. Sometimes the best pivoting I do is instead of playing those lower 9K guys, I'm going to go play the upper 9K guys. Or in this example, I'm going to go play the lower 8K guys instead of the upper 8K guys, right? So remember that. Daniel Berger! He is back. You need to know that. He is back from injury. I'm not trying to be early to that party. You want to play him, go ahead. I have no update on his injury, but I just know golfers are finally two machines, and the smallest thing's wrong, they suck. All right? Old Will Baronasaurus and his long neck, he is also still not back 100%. He can say he is. Maybe he is 100% feeling good, but his game is not 100% playing well. Uh, so, I, once again, I've been saying this for three weeks now. I'm going to be late to the Will Zalatoris party. He will spike one of these weeks, and I will be late on it. And I'll be fine with that. I'm not going to keep, oh, well, I'm getting him a 5%. Getting him 5%. I'm not going to be that guy. So, you go play him. I don't care. Once again, new guy, you need to know this. I don't care who you play. That's a little That's a little secret between buddies, okay? From there, I've already told you, Steven Ziega, yeah, he's going to be very popular. I'm not sure why. Probably because he makes butties, yeah. But whatever. You go play all the Steven Yeager you want. I, I Look, there's guys like Alex Dorn, Taylor Pendrith, Dumpy Bo, Keith Mitchell in the visor, Two Glove Aaron, Old Pumpernickel, Billy Ho, Hoagie. I mean, all these guys legitimately have the exact same chance of performing as well as Steven Yeager, and all of them are somewhere between a half to a third of the ownership of him. I'll just never understand people. The projections. Okay, whatever, whatever. I've already told you I think Adam Shank, I think EVR is going to get a little ownership. And I, 
Alex Smalley. Those are the only guys I think could even possibly touch 10% ownership from 7,800 down, which is so crazy to say because normally we have two, three, four guys who get up into 15%, right? We don't have that this week. Don't sleep on my dude, Rio. I need to learn how to say this dude's names. Rio Hisasuni? I don't know how to say it. Forgive me, Rio. You know you're my boy. He kind of cock teased me a little bit last week, showed a little bit, and I'm telling you, this guy is a golfer. This guy is a golfer. I know you don't know him. I know he doesn't have any stats, but I'm telling you, he's a golfer. He played last week. He had a pulse. Uh, other guys, hey, don't forget about Cage Lee. Cage Lee, when Cage Lee gets hot, TPC Lee, right? Um, I know this isn't a TPC course, but uh, TPC Sawgrass was made by Pete Dye, so there you go. And, th- and this is supposed to be the Pete Dye course of the West. No, uh, that's enough for me. Alex Smalley, I think, is a dude who has incredible approach. I think the people that are going to play him are going to realize uh, uh, what it feels like watching Al- Alex Smalley putt is about the same as having uh, a cattle prod to your nutsack. I've already told you, I think Sam Ryder's going to get a little bit of love. I think people are going to chase last week's results. So, Monsieur Pavon, I am French. He's going to get just a little bit of ownership. I'm not going to be shown up by stupid Germans. This is not the World War II. All right, Grayson Murray, people are going to play Grayson Murray, whatever. Uh, Carl Yoon, guys like that are all going to get a little bit of ownership simply just because they performed well last week, right? But, you know, for me, if, like, it just – oh, and by the way, don't, don't sleep on Jake Knapp. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guy's pretty good. This guy's pretty good. I didn't put him on my sleepers list, but I also had that joke written, so I needed to get that in. If you want my one sleeper this week, I'm going to go Bobby Mack. I don't love Bobby Mack at, at Birdie Fest, right? I think Bobby Mack is a dude that will grind his dick at a tough, windy course. But you do, you know what I do know? I know that Bobby Mack is a better golfer than every other person down here. Like, like long-term, he is a better golfer than all of these people. And sometimes just playing the best golfer can be good enough, right? Do I worry that he's never going to get to minus 24? Yeah, that's a, that's a legit concern I have, okay? So, because of that, I'm going to go with him, right? If you want my other sleepers, come over to the website, all right? Is there anybody else I marked? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Kevin Yu seems too cheap. Kevin, you have me at hello. Uh, never mind him. I didn't even put him on my sleeper list. David Skins, in case they start playing for money, I don't know. Anyways, that is the model, okay? Those are the things I went over. Those are some, uh, that is a little bit of narrative for all of them. And here's the worst part. I didn't even think of the one guy I'm, I'm not playing this week. So, I'm going to have to just do this on the fly. <sighs> Goodness gracious. All right. Uh, oh, this one hurts me. All right. I'm just going to have to be a man of conviction. I'm going to have to do it. I, I hate to do this. I hate I hate that I'm about to say these words, okay? The one guy I'm not playing this week, well, it's a dude I love, okay? But you got to remember that your feelings and your emotions are not as important as the game we are playing called PGA DFS. This guy is incredible form. This guy is a perfect course fit. This is a dude that I play way too much of. But honestly, I just think he's overpriced. I think the golfers around him are better and long-term better. Not recently better, but long-term, they're definitely better golfers. And I think that because of that, I'm going to just play those guys at one-third his ownership. So it is with great sadness because I learned to play the game a long time ago and not have my picks and plays. I hate to do this to the postman, but the one guy we're not playing, we're not playing JT Poston. Polly, what do you think? Get the fuck out of here. Get out of here with that JT Poston. I love you, JT. Don't hold this against me. I love you. I love you, JT. But I got to do it. I got to do it. I got to be a man of incredible integrity. But the more important question is this. Who is the one guy we're playing this week? All right? I will warn you. The editor told me he made up a video this week of the one guy we're playing. I'm just going to skip straight to the video. I think I'm going to talk over the video because he warned me it could be long. So let's see. Who is the one guy, the big guy is playing this week? Who am I putting all my chips on? Well, let's see here. Just make sure the volume's low. All right. What do we got? Wait a sec. Is this, is this freaking Titanic again? What? We did Titanic last week, editor. Don't you remember titties? That's just, yeah, jump, Justin. Yeah, Justin Rose screwed us. I would not mind if he jumped off the back of a boat. Wouldn't piss me off, all right? Ron, don't save him. Don't, don't save do it. Him. No, do it, Justin. Do it. Ah, screw this, editor. I don't like it. This is not the one guy we're playing. Rewind that and give me a beat. The one guy I'm playing this week has a little bit of energy to him. Oh, we got a mystery man. Oh, what is this, an Asian player? What do we got here? Is it Siwoo? I don't know. Maybe maybe Tom Kim? Ooh. Maybe Sung Moon Bay? Is he even playing anymore? Help. Maybe it's Matt Kuchar. I don't even know my nationalities, okay? Rio. Could be Rio. I think he's from Korea. From Japan. Read a book. But on a serious note, the guy we're playing this week, well, let me just tell you. He's a dude that has approach. He's a dude that has course history. He's a dude that can get lightning hot with the putter. He is a guy that I think is due for a big, big, big breakout 2024. And I'm going to be early to the party. I'm all in on this motherfucker this week. The one guy we're playing this week. Oh. We're playing.
playing song Open today. Gangnam Style. Gangnam Style. Op, 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 op. Open Gangnam Style. Open Gangnam Style. We're playing Sungjae, motherfuckers. We're all in. We're all in on Sungjae. All right, that, that's the one. I'm out of breath. Swear to God, I can't breathe. Come check out my site, djn75.com. It is a little bit different than the other sites out there. If you can't tell by this fucking stream. I am all in the business of trying to teach you the process, not giving you picks and plays, but trying to teach you how to play the game. And I have the Rosetta Stone, which is right here, which takes all the pertinent information you know you need to know to make the best informed decisions. And I do it all with this little thing called not price gouging you. You can get everything I offer for golf for just $34.99. And look at me. Trust me. You want to lock in that price, okay? I also have all access. And big guy is going away in three weeks. God, I need to breathe. Woo! All right, Whew. I should have done more cardio today to get ready for that bad boy. Big shout out to all my winners this week. Absolutely incredible. 14 GPP winners, almost all of which are flying the flag. I appreciate every one of you, especially my dude Nick Devour just winning like $30,000, $40,000. Absolutely insane. Love you, Nick. He's the one sponsoring the giveaway tonight. An absolute legend. If you ever want to try my side out and you want me to catch my breath, well then let me talk about my newsletter. Simply sign up for this newsletter right here, which will be in the description of this video. Let the editor know. He'll give you a free week on the site, okay? That's it. Editor, let's get to the drawing. He is going to draw one for a $100 single entry. We're, we're going big time. The big guy's not a poor, you mother father. He is not a poor. Here's from, these are the names from Twitter, and then the editor is going to do the one from the chat. Both of you want a $100 single entry with me. If we get to 300 likes, I'll give away another ticket. Big guy, breathe. Man, I shouldn't have danced that hard. I shouldn't have. Soda Kid, I know that guy. He's been, he's been supporting me for the longest time. I'm pumped he won. Soda Kid, reach out to me. We will build a $100 single entry. We can do it. I've already got one reserved for week long, but if you want to do it for showdown, we can do that too. And then over here in the chat, LS Golf, you have won a $100 single entry. Same thing with you. Reach out to me. We'll either do it tonight for the uh, uh, week long, or we can save it for showdown, whatever you like. With that, I want to remind you guys, me and the Ship It crew are having a big meetup at the Waste Management. It's only three weeks away, mother fathers. Start planning on being there. We are going, oh, look, we have the itinerary. It says itinerary, so you know it's the itinerary. And you can see, we are going to be there at the course Friday and Saturday during the day. We're going to be at Pop Stroke Friday night. Come show up, have drinks and food on us. Once again, we're not poors. Saturday night, we'll be at the Talking Stick Casino. Meet up, drink, maybe play some poker. You will need to bring your own money for that. I'm not going to support your gambling habits, okay? Not going to support your gambling habits. And then Sunday, we are going to be having a Super Bowl watch party because, you know, it's the Super Bowl and we all love football, right? So plan on it. If you have any questions, just reach out to me and Tambo, okay? On Twitter. See, we're not, like, famous, so we'll, like, return your DMs because, like, we're not famous. Also, just remember, you got to find your own transportation and your own lodging, but everything else, you just come meet up with us and we'll, we'll party like it's 1999, you mother fathers. All right, let's get to questions. I think I've almost caught my breath. <sighs> Yeah, I think we're there. I think we're there, Bob. Wow. Still 389 of you. A lot of high character people in here tonight. You love to see it. Uh, a couple super chats. Old Nick Devour. Just devouring those contests, you mother father. It's probably not even how you say it, but that's how I'm going to say your last name, Nick, because you devoured those contests. Thank you again for supporting tonight's giveaway. You didn't have to do that. And a super chat to go on top of it. You, sir, are working on Hall of Fame status. A man who's already been in the Hall of Fame, Nick, thank you for the super chat. Did you have a different process with their three-course rotation this week? Nick, in the past, I certainly have, but this week, with there not being any weather edge, I don't see much of a strategy. I'm never going to say, well, I wanted to play Justin Thomas, but he starts on this course, so I'm not going to. That will not be part of my process this week because I don't see any weather. Now, if I, I'm not even going to not play people because of the time they go off. I will only use that, like, say I go make my player pool. It's 30 guys, and I want to narrow it down to 20. That is where I'll start using maybe what course they're on, specifically what time they go out to narrow down my player pool. That's about the only way it's going to impact my process. Whew, goodness gracious. All right, getting back to questions. You know, I should just start from where uh, we need to have like a, a, a timer on here because like I don't want to answer all these questions from the beginning. Uh, let's see, 707. Oh, they do have times on them. Let's see. Maybe I'll just start answering all the ones from like 725 or something. 
just feels so weird going back. And I'm going to go back to 7-Eleven because I, I want a Slurpee tonight. Ryan Wallace says, what are some things considered when building a 54-hole cut versus 36? I think you can be a little bit more aggressive. And I will tell you, Ryan, doing the ownership today, nobody is playing anybody in the 6K. So if you like one guy or two guys in the 6Ks, I think you build lineups that have one 6K guy in them. I don't think you need to do two. I think that's getting two off the reservation. But if you can find one good 6K leverage golfer, I think you can get really different. And I don't mind that because you're guaranteed 54 holes, right? What's your favorite double-up double, double up contest to play in the higher dollar amounts? Yeah, so I always like 11 persons just because the rake is, excuse me, just because the rake is lower, right? That, that's how I do them. We talk, about a lot, we talk about that a lot at college football because I play a lot of college football cash. What's your favorite 6K golfer? I, 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 I you know, I, I said it earlier, all right? Uh, any chalk guys in the 6K range? Literally nobody. Literally nobody. Some guys uh, barely scraping uh, like 4 or 5% and I went over them, right? There's hardly any. More punts because of the 54-hole cut? Well, I just answered this, and I want to answer it again very clearly. I don't mind having more punts in my player pool, but I don't think you want to start playing like three 6K guys in your lineups, right? I just don't think that's a good build. So, yes, I'm okay with having more punts in your player pool, but not having more punts together in a lineup. Taylor Montgomery going to get steamed this week? I hope not. I hope not. I can't. I'm playing that loser piece of shit. That should, that, you know, that should have been the one guy I'm playing this week, but I wanted to do Gangnam Style, and I love Sung Jay. Are there any plans to market the DJ bobblehead? Um, I don't think so, but I'm not opposed to it. You send me out the prototype. Why isn't Scotty 12K? He should be. And Detox, that's why his ownership's going to get so crazy is because he is not in an uh, island of uh, salary far enough away from everybody else. And so because of that, people are just going to find the money to pay up for him. Best Pro-Am uh, short game players? <laughs> Don't have that one. That's a funny question, Dewey. You make me laugh, sir. Uh, three max, 100% Sungjae. How do we feel? I don't hate it. Look, I mean, on a three max, I'll go all in on guys all the time because you really need to commit to guys when you're only playing one, two, three, or, you know, as few as five lineups because you just don't have a lot of way to get exposure to guys. Should pivots be half or one-third owned? Uh, the, the chalky guy's pivot, assuming the pivot is equally skilled. Yeah, that's how I play it. Unless I love the chalky guy, I'll still play him, right? Dumpy Bo, solid play, even though he has poor course history. I think I kind of like Dumpy Bo. I will say he feels a little overpriced. Like, I feel like he should be, like, down with these $7,300 guys, and he's at seventy eight. dollars uh, But that might be what keeps his ownership down. Uh, is this still looking like a solid first-round showdown week? Yeah, if I, I, I talked about it over on – I don't want to give away all of my secrets. Uh, that's for the behind the paywall over there. But I did do a round one showdown in the all-in-one video today. I know you're over there, Habrars. Uh, let's see. Ba, ba, ba. All right, no honorable mention? I don't even know what that means. Have you reserved three showdown lineups yet? You're three, Yeah, I did. I did. I actually forgot. I get so mad at people not, go reserve my lineups. Go get in my contest right now. Uh, feels like a Finau week. I'll tell you what, Rich. I haven't been considering Finau at all this week, so he'll get at least second place. Uh, you see more stars and scrubs with, okay, I, I don't. I Just looking at the ownership today, Stool Pigeon, I don't think there's going to be more stars and scrubs, okay? Even though there probably should be in this kind of format, the ownership does not seem to be bearing that out. Carl Yoon keeps killing it this week. I'll tell you what, I love Carl Yoon. He was on my sleepers list last week. But I will tell you, I like Carl Yoon more at medium difficulty courses, not straight up birdie fest. That would be my one concern. Thoughts on Bez? He can get ruru hot. Okay, if it's going to be a parting contest, Mark, you got to be open to him. How would you change strategy in head-to-heads versus GPPs? In head-to-heads, I'd literally just play every chalk donkey. I'd have like Scotty Scheffler, Eric Cole, JT Post, and I'd just be playing all those guys. Whereas in GPPs, at most, I would have one of those assholes in my lineup. Uh, that's a fine cut of your jib, sir. Fading over 20% on a good way to get different, given the volatility of the tournament. Yeah, but you got to remember, Scotty Scheffler is a god in three different religions. Okay, that's the one thing you got to say. I will say that fading Scotty, as I said earlier, is noticeably scarier than fading Poston or Eric Cole. What is the chalk percentage in single entry? Here's a good rule of thumb, Jacob. Whatever percentage I have here on mine, you can usually multiply it by about 20 to 25%, and that will be their ownership in single entry, Okay. Uh, the sixes look pretty gross. Do you think everyone will have the same idea and try to avoid it? I, I think so. I just like that, that, that six, the, very rarely do guys in the 6K catch steam, right? So I think that I, I don't think a single guy will come in over 6%. That would be my guess. Did you take German in high school? I did not, but I am German. I am German. I'm German, y'all. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Hizatuni? I You know, I got to tell you, I'm pretty warm on that cat. I can't say his name, but I'm pretty warm to him, right? Just as warm as I am in this room after dancing to Gangnam style. Getting too crazy going 0% Scheffner. I mean, it's bold. I would say this. If you're playing 150 lineups, just know that you're setting yourself up for one big old swift kick in the nutsack. Uh, we know the big guy loves his golf. Do you ever watch any other great YouTube golfers out there, or do you not have time for that shit since you can't bet on it? I, I don't watch. Yeah, if I play DFS. I bet some uh, 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 outrights and stuff like that. But no, I, I, I don't watch any of it. 
I mean, I, I watch some of those golf swing ones, and then I go try to implement it at the range, and I just get worse. So fuck those guys. Oh, editor, we never did the drawing. Do the drawing for the F counter. We got to do the F counter. I'll come back to the next question. Editor, put it down here. Uh, F counter. Who's our F counter? Did he already do it? I don't think he did. Yeah. We need the F counter. Who's playing me for the F counter? Let's put 20 bucks in there. Boom. I probably forgot one. We'll just call that the Lucy multiplier. Uh, hey, he's going to draw that. I'm going to answer some questions while he answers that. Cadier says, any preference to guys who uh, live in the desert? Yeah, I, I think guys who play a lot of desert golf, it is a different style of golf. I don't mind that narrative. I really don't. I don't think it's something I'm all in on, but like, if that's like something you want to do to get different, I don't mind it. The Viking Nomad, there you go. Viking Nomad, reach out to me. We'll build a $20 single entry. Or not $20. $20 in the lottery is what I meant to say. All right, getting back to questions. Getting back to the questions. Uh, for Showdown, and La, Qu uh, La Quinta and the North Course, it's not North Course, it's the Nicholas Tournament Course, uh, primarily the studs and the studs. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm fading probably the stadium course and Showdown. The only day I would probably consider it would be Saturday because that's when all the studs will be there. Will ownership spread out as many tournaments are played or will it always vary from tournament to tournament? It, it, it's very consistent from tournament to tournament, Chris, but the one difference is single injuries, three maxes, and higher um, – uh, higher dollar buy-ins, you will see the chalkier guys get much higher owned in those. Uh, editor, can you throw the contest link up again, please? There you go. He did it. That's what he does. Uh, Benay, do you think it's important that you've played at least one of the Hawaii events? Um, I, I do want to see that they've played, right? Maybe if they've played overseas or something, I would count that too. But I do want to see them knock that rust off. I don't even really care if they played well at either of those events. I just want to see that they've played, right? I don't want this to be the first tournament they're coming out and uh, knocking off the rust. That would be my answer. Is there a worse last name and pro golfer than Shank? No, it's a very ironic last name. Uh, is there any reason why you think Hablin won't be highly owned? I just looking at my ownership, like you, I, I just know how ownership works, and I think at most he's going to get to thirteen or fourteen percent, which is a little high, but like nothing, nothing of a deal breaker. I think I currently have him around eleven percent. You got to remember, people. It's not just about people playing Hablin. It also means when you play Hablin, that means you're directly not playing Batia and Montgomery and Putnam and Davis and Kim. And every time somebody is in that range, they're just as likely to click on those guys as they are Adam Hadwin, right? These 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 people aren't picked in a vacuum. They're picked relatively relative to their peers around them. Uh, any way we can get early ownership numbers uploaded into the solver? I mean, they're in there, brother. I, 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 I mean, I don't do ownership to my first batch until Wednesday morning. It's no sense in doing it. It's just people that do that are just pulling shit straight out of their ass. Uh, which course do we need to target for showdown? Uh, I, I prefer La Quinta and then Nicholas Tournament. Um, with my wife in delivery uh, room watching the emergency room. Oh, Ryan, that, I mean, that, that's true stuff. Congratulations. I hope everything goes well. May the Lord be with you both for your baby and for golf this week, a.k.a. kicking the nuts. Uh, do you? Th by the way, when you're waking up at 2 in the morning feeding that baby, that's also a.k.a. kicking the nuts. Uh, do you think the winner comes from the top five? I do. I do. I think one of those top four is going to win. I, I will go there. I I not even top five, just top four. Uh, why do you think about Rory as such a loser? It's uh, Wait, why do you think... Why do you think about the losers so much? Rogers, Rory, I mean, I just have losers on my mind, right? Uh, I can't help it. I can't help it. Uh, you also got to, I never mind. I'm not going to go there. Any love for, uh, bread guys this week, toasty, rye, Ryder, and, uh, uh, Rio. Oh, I like that. Um, I like two of those four. Uh, should we be favoring certain cores for week long and showdown? Yep. Already went over it. Jordan Thompson says, old JT, two years ago, I played La Quinta every day and showdown dominated. Yeah. I think La Quinta gives you the best chance to chase a streak. And if you guys have ever played showdown, you know, when you get those streaks, your lineup shoot up to the top, right? You still like Kazire as a sleeper? I mean, he's getting a little over 5%, so I wouldn't call him a traditional sleeper, but I'm also a Patton Kazire slut, so I probably will play him, okay? A slut can't change what they are. A slut. All right, what's the best showdown course of the three? Already answered it. How does the three guaranteed rounds change your strategy? Already went over it. Ba ba ba. What's good, DJs? What's up, Chris? What are some stats you're trying to look at? Uh, uh, to be early on a guy. Uh, simply just that I want to see that they're ball striking, right? If they got off the tee and they've got approach figured out, I know that putting and around the greens can get fixed in a, in a, in a lead-up practice round, right? So those are the two things that I would want to see. Like if, if I see a Willie Z finish T58 this week, but I see he's ball striking, I might warm up to the idea of playing him at the next tournament. When playing satellites for tickets like the 555, do you prefer week-long showdown? Uh, good idea to play cash-type lineups or to make a pivot or two. Yeah, no, I, I, play them, I play them just like I do my regular GPPs, right? I play the guys I like, and then I play one or two strategic pivots or sleepers, right? I don't get carried away with it. Just one or two. Everybody thinks you got to have a lineup full of six sleepers and pivots. I play one to two sleepers or pivots in my lineups, and that gets me dramatically different than everybody else. Um, are you dinging anyone who did not play either tournament in Hawaii? I am. 
unless they played somewhere else. I want to see that they've knocked that rust off. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, how many Kims are too many Kims? I, I can make a lineup where I play three of them, and I'm not mad. I like Michael, I like Siwoo, and I like Tom. Um, let's see, Ashley in the house. What is the first thing you consider with your lineups across the process? Ownership? No, weather. I, I look at weather before I look at anything, right? I think weather is the most important. And with weather being kind of a nothing burger this week, Ashley, then I go to ownership. Yep, I think ownership is the second most important thing. Yep, 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 yep. And then I go to uh, roster construction, right? Like what ranges do I want to attack from? Because uh, inevitably the answer is when it comes to ownership, I'm still going to play some high-owned guys. I will almost certainly play Scotty Scheffner this week. The thing is, is how am I going to play him and not play him like everybody else? Uh, does Polly count towards the F counter? He doesn't. Polly's his own man. You can't stop him. You can't stop Polly. Seems like some people like the old Gangnam style tonight. Maybe they just liked me out of breath. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, thank you. Thank. Oh, thank you guys for the nice comments about the video. I sweat my balls off for him. Uh, I cracked the window. It's like freezing cold here in Oklahoma, and I have the window open over here just because I knew I was going to get sweaty balls doing that uh thoughts on thomas think he figured out how uh not to suck this year i mean cody i gotta tell you i'm a jt hater right he's like right oh he's right below patrick rogers and rory on guys i just think are suck but i kind of have a feeling he's gonna have a resurgence this year like something in my loins is telling me him or jason day is the play this week i, I have nothing to base that on just a feeling in my loins boy i, I just can't shake it that's literally nothing but a feeling more than a feeling. that's all it is all right uh, 288 likes, still time to push the 300, still time to push the 300 likes. Oh shit, man, am I too late? Oh, he got in with that question? The editor, you let him fucking win with that question? Get the fuck out of here. Jesus, shows up late? I think we should do another giveaway. Uh, uh, I guess he asked another one. I guess he asked another one. All right, all right, all right. Viking Nomad showing up late, expecting free shit. Entitled generation. I bring my own putter to pop stroke. That's some hardcore shit, Benet. But I kind of dig it. I kind of. I got an. Old, I got like a thirty-eight inch putter. I got the long putter, and I do split grip. So uh, putting with a normal putter, I'm going to be a shit show. And the, and the worst thing is, is putting is the best part of my game. I, I can make eight footers at a pretty good clip, mainly just because that's every putt I have, right? Well, I mean, I have the sixty-four footer, and then I have the eight footer. You know what I mean? Uh, can we play six golfers with salary under eighty-two hundred? I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. You, you have no win equity with that lineup. How many pivots? do you look for in single versus uh the 150 i i think you can get away with as little as one i like two hey dj any dk rainmaker thoughts i haven't played it and i'm probably not gonna if i'm being honest with you bro would you create a group forcing at least one of everybody above 10k i don't hate that i really don't i i i, I could see that being a rule i would play with this week because there's a good chance i'm going to play all four of those guys above 10k you know i'm playing sung jay all right, uh, is Phoenix a waste of time? Uh, I don't drink anymore. Okay, that's that's what he won with, editor. That's what he that's what he won with. Let's do it. Okay, let's let, we're pulling Viking Nomads. Okay, now draw another name, editor. Viking Nomad, you do not win a ticket. These questions suck balls. I can't believe I read that. Draw another one. We're giving away that ticket. We're giving it to somebody. Else. No, wait, this is for the F counter. Okay, Viking Nomad, you are not playing me in the F counter. Ask better questions and show up on time, pal. Uh, any love for Merritt? Yes. Yes, I do like Merritt. Uh, I, I got worried about his putter last year, but I really do think it seems to be back. Uh, which of the three courses will, uh, uh, would be your preference to play? Oh, if I could play one of them, uh, definitely not stadium course. Oh, I mean, stadium course for the story, right? But not, um, but not, not, not for like having a good time, right? I, I think the one I'd want to play would probably be La Quinta. I think because those pie, I can get to a green and two on a 500 yard par five, and we'd be playing from the bitch tee, so it'd probably be like a 400 yard par five. I can get there on that. Uh, where's my new F counter? New F counter, Richard Sabarowski. There you go. You are a hey, send me an invite. We'll play for all the money in this till. Uh, these guys are rallying hard to 300 likes up here. Are they going to get there? I'm almost to the bottom. Higo, get to the top again. Adam, I'm really, really worried about his approach. Higo is a guy who can catch fire, but I need to see some approach. I looked long and hard at him, and I just couldn't get there, man. What do you think about uh, Montgomery's ownership will be at? About 10%. Just go look at my ownership. Love the video. Max, four donkey chalk rule viable? Four donkey chalk in your player pool? If you put four donkey chalk in the same lineup, I hate it, X-Turkey. You're better than that. Who would be your one and done pick this week? I don't know. Uh, I, I think so, uh, I think this is a good week to play Xander. I think you always play really good players who are going to be low owned, and I think on, at one and done, Xander is a really really sneaky pick this week. Uh, thoughts on birdie or better being a go to stat in the low six k punt since we get three rounds out of them? I don't hate it. I just don't think you really like just looking at guys. I didn't find the need to go below sixty five hundred. That would be my answer to that, Bob.
Uh, continuing with the dry January narrative. Yep. Uh, are you throwing Endicott in your player pool? I mean, I don't drink, so, you know, I'm on with Kirk and, and Murray and Endicott. No, I, 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 I get it. I've heard that narrative. I'm out. I, I'm out. Brandon Wu. I don't know, but Brandon Wu, maybe. Uh, all right. Thanks for the underdog best ball video. Oh yeah. I did a best ball video for underdog. If any of you guys are wanting to do that and actually want to hear about somebody who knows how to play, um, go, go check it out. Right. Not just somebody, you know, trying to huck it, uh, shill it. Anything to make a dollar. All right. Uh, Cam Davis week. I, I mean, man, I think he's broken. He had that one big play, uh, one big round last week, but then he didn't do shit. And he sucked the week before that. I think something's wrong with Cam. We saw him go through this last year. I thought he came out of it, but now he seems back in it. Right. Why is the F counter so low? I'm working on not cussing so much. Thoughts on uh, D- Joseph, don't call me Joshua Bramlett. I, I just I love courses where he can p- overpower it off the tee, and I don't think this is a course you can do that, so I don't love it. Um, let's see. A lot of no-course history golfers this week. Does this bother you? Yeah, I would like to see that they've played here before, so I am. Get, I, it doesn't bother me that they haven't, but I do prefer guys who have. Which golfer in your player pool would you be scared that will blow out and not make the cut? Uh, who's somebody I'm going to play that's going to miss the cut? Uh, K.H. Lee. <laughs> hey, look at that. Michael LaFuma. K.H. Lee season, yes, and he's going to miss the cut. I just called it. So we'll be we'll be drinking our tears together. Should I change my name to Nick to be better at DFS? I mean, it's not a bad idea. It's worked out well for LSU, Nick. DJ, uh, if I meet up with you at Phoenix, would you partake in a blunt? Smash the like. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I I don't have good highs, right? I've, I've smoked a little. I smoked a J or two in my day. You know what I'm saying? And I, I'm more of like a paranoid guy. If you give me some of that soft shit that'll just make me chill as fuck, maybe. But I, I, I ain't doing nothing that's going to get me paranoid. I'm like, oh, 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 did he bogey? Oh, oh. Okay, I don't want to be that guy. All right. Uh, what's the price range? Do you, uh, what price range do you like the most? I mean, I think for upside, this, um, this upper 9K range. Tom Kim to uh, Ricky Fowler. Give it to me. Basically, everybody in the 9K is not named Poston and Kirk. Uh, what do you think most people will start with Scotty and him? No, I think most people will start with Scotty, and then they will jump down to Poston or uh, 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 Cole or both. That's what I think, okay? I see 297 likes. All right, guys. We're, uh, I appreciate all of you coming by. I appreciate you for continuing to make this the number one stream in all of PGA DFS. Thank you for hitting the like, the subscribe, telling everybody. Please be back Friday and Saturday night for Showdown Hoedown. Thank you for being here, making this so much fun. I think it's time for a victory lap. Let's do it, you mother fathers. I, 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 so high, I, 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 so high, I, 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 so high.